before Christ, I hated myself. But then Jesus loved me even though I thought I was unlovable. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Recently, we've been talking about self-hatred and how thoughts of self-hatred and self-loathing can become a problem for different types of people. We have recently been trying to discover more about the roots of self-hatred by having Susie Yelvington tell us about her past of dealing with this very issue. She told us in our last show that she committed adultery in her first marriage and it only added to her already heightened feelings of self-hatred. She felt guilty, condemned, and no matter what pleasing she did, it didn't seem to work. So she shared with us how she got into another relationship and dived into cocaine use. And that temporarily helped her to counteract feelings of inadequacy and low self-esteem by feeling confident and invincible on the drugs. But it was temporary. It only led to bigger issues of hatred in her life. She couldn't get out of this cycle. But then someone from her hairdressing school told her about Jesus and asked if she was saved. She didn't understand. And her friend walked her through this mysterious prayer that we're going to talk about today. Today, she's going to talk about how her continued life as a Christian solved a lot of the problems of her past. So Susie, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Susie, your story is a very relatable story. Tell us about what happened with this woman who is kind of pursuing you. You know, it looks like she's trying to preach to you, trying to reach you. How are you responding to it? Well, at first, I didn't understand even what she was saying when she asked me if I was born again, saved. I looked right in her face and I said, do you mean reincarnated? She laughed. She said, no. Have you ever invited Jesus Christ in your heart? And I said, no, but someone told me a long time ago that if you read the Bible, it would change your whole life. And I do have a Bible, but I never read it. She said, is there a place here privately where we can go and pray? And I said, yes, in our lunchroom. So she said, after you're done with my manicure, let's take a little walk and go pray. So after the manicure, we started to proceed to go through the lunchroom. And I don't know, I got kind of scared because I've never prayed with anyone before, you know, out loud. And she said, what's wrong? And I said, nothing. I'm kind of scared. She said, oh, no, that's the devil. And I said, the devil? She said, well, I don't mean a pitchfork, you know, and horns. I mean, in the spirit world, there's the Lord and then there's the devil. It's a spirit world around this world. You need to get connected to get your life changed. And I said, okay. So we walked upstairs and she led me into a prayer of salvation. And when I held her hands... My life couldn't be any messier. I mean, I did everything wrong and I needed to change my life and I didn't want to end my life anymore. I didn't want to think that way. And when she led me into a prayer and she asked me to invite Jesus into my heart, she said, do you know you're a sinner? I said, yes. She said, do you believe that Jesus rose again from the dead? I said, yes, I do, because I know Easter's real. She said, do you believe Jesus can change your whole life? I said, well, that's what I'm hoping for. And when I said it, I really felt so different in my heart and mind. And actually, really, when I looked in the mirror again, 
I felt like I looked like a different person. So something like happened to you, like something spiritually. It did. Something happened to you. And at that point you met Jesus. Now, why did that do to the feeling of shame for your past? Because it sounds like you were carrying a lot of shame. Well, that evening I still went out with my friends and I looked at myself in the mirror. I was smoking. I had a drink. I was looking at myself at the end of the bar and I saw a woman at the end of the bar. And I said to myself, who is this woman? This is the woman I never wanted to be. I don't even know who you are. So I put the cigarette out. I went home, turned on a TV station, and I heard someone preach the gospel. And he said, I'm speaking to someone out there who just accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they don't know what they did. It was me. Wow. Praise God. And I knelt down on the floor, and I said the prayer again. And I literally felt like my life was going to be totally different. I was one of those people that when I did accept Jesus Christ, I knew my life had to change. I knew it did. I felt it. Wow. So how did coming to know Jesus and being a Christian solve the issue of this self-loathing and self-hatred? Well, I understand by reading the Bible, there were scriptures in it that said that I was fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And he knew me before he put me in my mother's womb. So I really had to stop and think about my mother who really had problems herself. And I started to have a strong forgiving spirit for my mother. I felt like my mom didn't know any better because she lost children. She got pregnant young. I felt like my mom really never knew herself. So I didn't take it personally anymore. I started to forgive her and I told her I forgave her. And then I started really working on myself by doing simple things like just reading the Bible one line every day by kneeling down and praying for four minutes every day. I wanted to change so desperately. I started seeking like books on how to become a better person, you know, Christianity. Right. Learning about your faith. Yes. It didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. My life changed in 30 days. It really did. <laughs> That's amazing. So the self-loathing and self-hatred has really changed. Like It doesn't come up anymore. Well, that didn't change so radically, but I did throw away all my drugs. I threw away my pop, my pills. I didn't drink alcohol. I stopped smoking. I cleaned up my physical life. And then I tried to work on myself mentally. And then spiritually, it took me for some years to get over the self-loathing and the self-hating. You have to work at it. You have to want to change. You have to realize that God made us fearful and wonderful. He makes no mistakes. It's our own choices that make us feel bad about ourselves. It's our own words. You have to overcome that by working on yourself. Now, I understand that today you're in a healthy marriage with a man. So with all those situations from before, Christ redeemed your life here where it seemed like you always had toxic relations before, but becoming a Christian, it really promoted life and health in your marriage today. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. But I did something. I wrote a list down of the man from the Bible, from Psalm 1, 1 through 3. I wrote down that man, and I prayed over it. And little by little, God put the man that I'm married to today into my life. And together, we both work on our faith. We both pray together as one flesh. We read the Word together. We're not perfect. Nothing's perfect, but it's a daily walk. I feel so good about myself now. I love myself. I love the woman I became. I'm a mighty woman of God. And today I mentor thousands of women all over the world. 
Wow, that's amazing. Susie, your story is amazing. And it brings a lot of hope for our listeners. What would you say to the person who feels like they hate themselves? Like right now they're listening and they're like, I hate myself right now. And they believe that God won't forgive them. What would you say to that person? Well, I would say to the listener out there, if you hate yourself, it's okay. Starting right now, you forgive yourself from self-hatred and you ask God, the Holy Spirit, to fall upon your life and show you the way, the truth, and a new plan over your life. God's not a man. He cannot lie. And he will show up so great in your life. You will not recognize yourself in 30 days. Give yourself 30 days to see God and you will be a different woman or man. Wow. You know what? And receiving Jesus is the key to the change of your life. Susie, thanks so much for sharing with our listeners. <laughs> there is so much to dissect here and it's wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing your faith and your life with us. I believe someone's life right now is being changed at this very moment through the power of Jesus Christ. Susie, really, thank you so much for sharing. I just praise the Lord for Him completely changing my life to the mighty woman of God I am today. Amen. God is so good. Don't go anywhere. It's not over yet. I have some deeper things to share about this pathway for you right after the break. Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, as I'm listening to Susie's story, it sounds like she got a complete internal makeover. All her problems were heavily centered around self-hatred. And walking through that with Jesus Christ seemed to be a pivotal moment in overcoming the source of her problems. Shame and guilt are real emotions, and they're like a lead ball and chain. It's not easy to get free from these things in our lives. Susie was able to look at her past mistakes honestly and ask God for forgiveness which is the very thing that released the weight of guilt she'd been carrying for all of her life. Jesus, in one moment, did this very thing. I want you guys to think about this. There's nothing in the world that can do this. Guilt, you know, they say, well, you can try to go back and think about it and try to get rid of it. But really, how do you get rid of guilt? Jesus told a parable to a religious Pharisee in Luke 7, 40-48. Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. Jesus says there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of one of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, well, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. And when he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet 
since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Here you're hearing a story, a parable, where Jesus compares two people, a religious leader and a woman who was at the feet of Jesus, crying her eyes out in repentance. She was a woman who understood that she wasn't good enough for Jesus. She understood and she hated herself probably because of the sins she had committed in the past. She's at Jesus' feet. And what does he do? He forgives her. Surely if Jesus forgave this woman in the Bible, he responded the same likewise in Susie's story, where Susie truly reached out to God and she knew she wasn't good enough, but God forgave her of her sins. There's nothing else that can do this, beloved. And if you're here and you're listening, you're saying, gosh, I can't give her the guilt and the shame. Jesus can forgive you right now. Father God, I'm praying for the person who feels so burdened by shame and guilt. And I pray, Lord God, that they would be able to release that to you right now. And Father, instead, we receive you. We receive your salvation, Jesus. We receive your forgiveness for sins in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.